Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Truth Seekers. I'm Dan Horton. I'm Erica Riesberg. And we're so happy to be back with you today. And boy, we've seen uh, we've seen an interesting start to 2022, Ooh, yeah. I'll say, to say the least, huh? That's a kind way of putting it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Erica may have something she wants to share about a viewpoint. Oh, it's just that like there's so much going on in the mm -hmm. collective right now. And just to be grounded is quite it's like a daily task to do. Oh, without a doubt. More without, than ever. Yeah. So more than ever. Yeah. I'll just say, you know, because we have some we got some great guests for you today, first of all. And we're gonna talk about them in just a minute. But before we go into that, you know, the story uh last week, I believe it was, that really came out to me that I think is a kind of indicative of the big shift that we're going through right now is what happened in uh, the UK, right? Do you know about that? Well, I know that there are lots of protests. I know there's something going on with the parliament. Well, UK, basically UK, they shifted everything. They've stopped mask mandates. Oh, really? They've stopped, uh, you know, any requirement of, of mask or vaccine wow. card to, uh, to get in anywhere. And so they're, they're, That's amazing. they're rolling things back to, the old normal wow. as much as they can. So wow. it's very interesting to see how things may shift following that move. But that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. Because mm -hmm. I was up in Portland a week and a half ago, and I went to one of my favorite coffee shops, mm -hmm. and I could not sit there unless I had a vaccine passport. Wow. So what'd like, you do? So I just got my coffee and I left. Mm. Like, okay. That's what you want. So it's interesting to see where we are in our consciousness mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. things are shifting. So it's, it's beautiful to hear that that's happening in the UK mm -hmm. because I do feel that there is a tide shifting. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, we're in 2022 and we're still obviously in the middle of winter, although here in Mount Shasta, we've been blessed with, uh, you know, high 50s. Plus. I was out at the lake yesterday working on a creative project and I, you know, I'm not afraid to admit I was laying there for about two hours with my shirt <laughs> off and it felt like I was in 80 degree weather. So we do want more snow, though. Please bring us more snow. We need the snow for yeah. snow for Mother Earth and uh, for the water. But but it was nice, and it's been nice. So we're we're definitely in a, in that in that winter time still. And I think um, you know we haven't seen the end of things that are going on. But this this big yeah. shift in the UK is a very interesting domino. Yeah. You know? And I've been feeling I've been feeling that in my own life as well. Mm -hmm. I've been feeling a new energy coming yeah, through. I have too. You know, I have but too. I echo what you said about uh, I think it's been more important for me to really be balanced, to be out in Mother Earth, to make sure I'm getting my meditation, mm -hmm. my workout in, eating well. Yeah. More important than ever, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so many energies going around that it's really important to be present to yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because I mean I the reason why I don't know much is because I'm not paying attention to the news much because right. I'm a former radio broadcaster mm -hmm. and i know my propensity to follow the news sure so like the less i pay attention it to sucks you news, in it does mm -hmm. so the less i pay attention the happier i am mm -hmm. well so. we, we want to keep you happy <laughs> trust me we, we want to keep her happy <laughs> you know what i mean um but speaking of energy i think that's a great way to segue into our guests today because our guests are all about uh shifting the energy and community and um, and then moving that through the planet worldwide. They're doing some really interesting things. So um, I, I feel very blessed to have met them and, and to kind of, you know, learn a little bit about what their vision is and what they're doing. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to Erica because she's she's been even a little bit more integral of, of knowing what's happening here. And then we'll and then we'll go into where our guests are. I was given the opportunity uh, to meet Diana and Jaime uh, through Dan, actually, back in March. 
And um, in August, I was blessed with the opportunity to move on to the sacred lands that they steward. Mm. And I had no idea how magical it was. And I had no idea how magical they are. And I am, I thank my lucky stars every day that I get to live on this land with them and help co-create their vision. Um, what I didn't know is Diana is probably the best manifester I've ever seen in my life. Mm. <laughs> because she visualizes things and then they magically come to life. And one of the things that she's co-creating is through her vision of a permaculture, which she started two years ago when they moved onto the land. And I'm going to give that as the introduction to having you both introduce yourselves and what your background is a little bit and then what drew you to this land and how this has unfolded for you. All right. Thank you, Erica. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you, Dan. It's uh, such a blessing to have you both in our lives. So this is Jaime. Jaime and I have been together for 22 years. And for most of our life together, we lived in San Jose, California. and smack downtown we were like in an urban setting as urban as it can uh, get um, i taught urban planning <laughs> on the theme of cities and being very urban i thought urban planning at san jose state for 27 years and in 2019 i found that my cycle in san jose ended san jose state ended uh, just it was very clear and decided to kind of um, wrap it up and that uh, propelled us to move up here to Shasta and it was very unexpected but yeah, literally within two or three months of just getting to know Shasta the Shasta the Mount Shasta area and um, um, setting the I guess the trajectory to come up here in two or three months, we were living in Chasta. Um, Jaime, you want to add something to it and introduce yourself? Well, uh, we're from originally, we're from Colombia, yeah. South America. And um, Diana came here um, about 30 plus years ago as a student uh, of uh, urban planning. Yeah. She got her master's at uh, Cincinnati University and then ended up teaching at San Jose State University. And um, I got here in year 2000 and uh, um, I'm a mechanical engineer by, by education. And um, I was working with an Italian company and then I um, moved uh, after I met Diana and kind of had this invitation to work in community development more than um, really engineering, which I was kind of ready to move on from engineering to something more um, helping communities, kind of mm -hmm. giving back to the community and leaving the corporate world. Um, I accepted a position in a nonprofit, in a housing nonprofit in San Jose. And, and that's how we then together work with the city of San Jose and the students and this nonprofit, a housing nonprofit. Um, for almost uh, 15 years. And then I moved into Catholic Charities of Santa Clara County to keep doing community development and community 
support work. And then Chasta came, invited us here. As she does. It was, it was like a punch. It was like a non, <laughs> no, no argument, no nothing. We just felt it. It was like, you guys done your deal down there. I still work remotely because I still helping, um, assisting people um, in San Jose with um, this COVID thing about the rental assistance program. So I, I still work on the phone, helping them to apply for rentals. But the, we are shifting into rural, into rural um, um, spiritual um, sensitiveness, if you put it that way. The land can, I, can I add something in there real quick? Because you said how Shasta punched you. And I was just yeah. thinking about, you know, Erica explained a little bit earlier how she met you guys through me. And you and I had met. I just came here in the fall of 2019 as well, Diana. When you when you came and Jaime, you and I had met at uh, at a birthday event. I met. I remember, and uh, I don't think I had seen you since then. And just happened to be, you know, we were doing a little ceremony in the land. I was living on the land next door, Telosia, beautiful land as well as we know. And we were doing a little ceremony, and we just decided, you know what, we need to really walk this land and see what the land is saying. And where did the land lead us? It led me to you, actually, to Jason, your dog, who was barking and ran up to me in the in the field. And I see you in the back. I didn't know who you were. And he's like, you're like, he's friendly. He's friendly. I'm like, okay, okay. And he came up, friendliest dog ever. And then I, and you're like, Dan. I'm like, oh, hi, me. And I came up and we started talking. I realized you live there. And then we were able to just introduce Erica to you. And it's no surprise to me at all that you two ended up on this land because this area Mount Shasta in general, we know is magical, but this, this area where you live and this whole, you know, I don't know what you want to say, like maybe 15 mile, um, radius area is just a special, special area where it feels like there's so much creativity happening. So I just want to salute you to listen to that mountain call. And, uh, we're so, we're so glad you're here and it's been magic how you're brought back into my life as well. So thank you for following that. Yeah, it's the bunch. Yeah, the, the bunch of the of, of, of Chasta and the surrounding areas. There is so many things that um, we appreciate. I I call this um, my telos. When people mm -hmm. ask me about, you know, what is your perception of a magical place? I tell them I live in a magical place now. Mm -hmm. the, you know, if what can I ask for is I may mean, have this property, this this. I can live in a shack here and it will be the same as living in a house. It's just the land here. Um, mm -hmm. And um, and it's, it's, it's the Telos dream because I have a river, I have uh, trees around, there is lots of animals, wild animals. I mean, it's, I cannot ask for anything else, really, really. I have woke up and, 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 you know, yeah, you see, these beautiful pictures of Telos and, and crystal things and mm -hmm. magic, more magic. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't need any more magic. This is magical by itself. I, I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, when I was living on the land uh, behind you, I think you realized I was living in the pump house at the yeah. time. <laughs> if you don't know what a pump house is out there, pump houses, there's a big pump. And then uh, that's pretty much it. But they made a little bunk bed in there. And I just was so drawn to the land. I'm like, this is great because I'm going to be camping most of the time anyway. I just want to be on this land. It doesn't matter, you know, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's the land. So now I, I, I'll let Diana kind of uh, uh, bring her dream um, as you originally were, were um, asking us. 
um, because she has she has the dream and she has the plan, um, and I think that's the that's why we're here. Mm. Yeah, that has become clear. It kind of unfolds day by day. What is what is the next step, and why are we here? Was was the first question uh, mm. once we moved in. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit because we were not setting out to be farmers. That was not <laughs> in the plan. And listen, I am an urban planner. Spent 27 years planning things out. You know, you, I want to know. Jeez. I want to know what's ahead. Um, the plan was never to be farmers. We thought we were going to be, move in Chasta, but probably in a more urban setting. Maybe that's um, we got a little piece of land to buy to build a small a small house, but the, the, it turns out that um, the destination was completely different. We were um, pretty much drawn to this land and, and every day is, is very, very clear that we were just kind of asked to, to anchor here. And as Erica mentioned, I kind of had seen it. I had seen our, what our final destination or at least for this stage in our journey will be like. I spoke with Jaime about it. I described the land. I described, you know, the pond. I described orchards. I described, you know, all the details, the mountains in the back and the meadow. And within a few days, Jaime found it. So wow. we are kind of a team in that way that, you know, I, I describe what's ahead and he goes and just reels it in. He just nails it down. So once we were here, the question was, why are we here? Why are we here? This It was very clear that this place is not just for the three of us. We have a 14-year-old son. So it's not just for the three of us. So then for whom? And just kind of asking, asking, why are we here? And why is all this land that's mostly, when we moved here, was mostly pasture? Why is it there? What does the land want to do? So as you listen carefully, the, the answer was, first, let's grow food and as much food as possible, and in a way that is very aligned with the natural cycles, with the ecology of the place. So the, 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 I think the instruction was listen to the land, observe how everything works very carefully, spend time out there just, just observing everything, observe the, the flow of the water, observe how the wind moves through, through the land, observe, just observe what animals move through the land, what the water does, observe, and then you will know. That's kind of the, it's the way we used to grow food and, and the way we used to handle agriculture, and we have forgotten about that. Mm. So that was the first step to, um, to start growing food in a place that had not been used for growing food for decades. And uh, very also very clearly that the pattern or the the means to do that would be to permaculture which is again all about working with the cycles of the land so we've been working on that and then the next set of instructions was well it's going to be for children like what people are going to come it's not if it's not just for the three of us so you know little by little others started coming in erica is now in our land we have another friend who lives in the land as well um and the next step is going to be to bring children to learn about um, how we grow our food in a way that will sustain us, that will like, truly nourish us by rebuilding the soil, by regenerating the, 
the whole area. And um, by falling in love with uh, with the earth, by sticking their hands in the dirt and falling in love with the earth. And we are also bringing animals because that's got to be a, an integral component of any food growing systems. You know, nothing goes to waste. Whatever the anim animals, you know, excrete will go into the land to enrich the land. And then the plants will feed the animals. So, and we are part of it. We're also the animals on the land. So everything, you know, it's uh, eventually going to be within this, this system. Everything nourishes everything else as a cycle. So that's where we are now. And the vision now is with the help of friends, we've been listening and meeting a lot of beautiful, beautiful people who are moving in the same direction, who have a very similar as uh, idea of what they want to do with their lives and how we need to to create a new sense of community um, into what we're stepping in. And um, just by listening to people and what everybody brings, you know, the vision is gelling as um, Earth Magic School, which is uh, like really sharing the magic of this land. We have an enchanted forest, you know, right uh, alongside our our land that it's a perfect playground for kids to grow and learn through play and um that's that's where the vision is is going to continue um growing and evolving and our friends are coming those who are interested in plugging into this vision because it's, this is not the work of one two nor even three this is the work of many mm. and little by little you know as we i guess we send out like a beacon of this is the idea. Then those who are interested in, in being part of that vision, you say, I'm here, count me in. I also want to, to add to it. So one, one step at a time, I, my sense is that it's accelerating. You know, this, this year, you were talking about the acceleration into 2022. We're feeling it too in the, in the way in which people are showing up who are, have just the perfect background you know, that everything in their life experience has prepared them for for, uh, for contributing to something that can be called the Earth Magic School and that have the passion for that and add at a point in their life when they are looking for what's next. So it's remarkable how they just keep on showing up. Our, our team is showing up. Our family is showing up. And that's very exciting because we've been sitting here for two years just like percolating, you know, marinating the vision, the idea, listening, learning. And now we sense the, the acceleration. And you two guys are part of that, of course. <laughs> Eric and Dan are part of that. We see you here working with us on this. How will it unfold? I think it will depend on what each of us brings. Mm -hmm. There is no one... Uh, there is nobody telling anybody else what to do. Like we will be moved by what we feel drawn to do, that where we can feel like absolutely happy. <laughs> where work is not work, work is joy. You know, work is like let's let's play like mm. children in this land. All of us can play like children in this land. And Jaime has his playground here. Oh, that's another yeah, well, I, I um I can add to that. Well, one most important thing that um, has happened is uh, that needs to be counted in for, for the realization of this dream is the community, like Diana said, around us, but not only 
the friends that come, like, you know, the land invites people um, mm. that the land wants to be here. But also um, there has been something that the people have, who are not in a, in alignment, they, they, they don't feel like um, to stay. You know, they come visit and they said, see you um, go on yourselves. Um, and, um, but the community, the town of Weed, um, the community there has also um, been very inviting, very uh, receiving and, um, and, and helpful on any questions. You know, when, when, you're a, when you're a settler, when you try to settle somewhere, um, it's good to go around and knowing who uh, are in your surroundings. And, mm-hmm. and the town of Weed obviously is the closest um, center um, for for anything. Um, this is a small community, but it's, it has been very inviting. I, I love I love to be near this town. Um, the resources are there. What we need are there um, to move on and and the building part that I'm I'm in charge kind of of the um, process of um, um, making reality Diana's dream. I, I am kind of the uh, the of the uh, support person for to convert, you know, a um, a um, the, to turn the land around. So I'm the in charge of the tractor. I'm in charge of the building to keep the grounds, um, you know, working because that's that's part of of the whole thing. Uh, but I wanted to um, give credit to the neighbors. Uh, our neighbors are great neighbors, and even though this is not an urban setting there, but um, certainly when we have asked them for advice, people who have been here for a long, long time, my goodness, that is very important to give them the the credit and to be in touch with them because they give us advice that only people who have been here for years can give. Um, so we're not here to reinvent the world on certain things. Um, we're here to, you know, receive the invitation of the land and and make it great for for others as well as ourselves, but also um, uh, to be part of the community at large, not only us and the the town surroundings, the 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 town that also our neighbors like. Manchester City and Wairika. So there is a story there that we have to be aware of, um, not just kind of concentrate on on everything here, but the surroundings, the mountains around. Um, you have to give recognition. That's part of the deal, of the deal. Just wanted to say that. No, I appreciate that. I'd love to uh, explore that a little bit more because Obviously, what you're doing here is 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 very innovative, and and we're in this time where people are feeling they need to be more uh, a part of of communities and more a part of sustainability. And you're bringing the education on the land, and and um, so I'm curious how you see things evolving. With um, first of all, maybe what you see your vision and in growing into in the next year or two here, and and maybe I know we have talked about possibly doing this in some other places, but also how that works with. Um, the communities that are established at large, you know, does it, did they work in a symbiotic relationship or do you see it more as we're shifting away from how um, towns have worked in the past and moving into something where it's going to move into a whole different paradigm? 
Um, cause I'm feeling you're, you know, what you're doing as, as a bridge, but what is it, what do you see it as being a bridge to, is it an add on or is it something that, um, you know, exists completely in concert with what's already happening out there? I want to go back to the, what do you, um, you mentioned about this being a demonstration project, which is, uh, yeah, um, pretty much what, what we've seen. Like this, this is a, a way of showing how, how a community can work um, in a way in which everybody is respected. Everybody brings in their talents, their skills, their, um, their passions, and, and contributes to something greater. Uh, where each of us just finds our little, our piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. How does the full puzzle look like? I, nobody has seen it because everybody has to, to keep on adding. And, and then we will see what the, that the full picture, the full tapestry looks like, you know, we're each adding a stitch to that. And, um, and that's the same for the, for the communities around, you know? So if there is a demonstration, it's more about how to do it mm -hmm. versus the final product. So how to do it in a way in which we honor every single step, every single decision, every single being that is part of that. And that includes the beings that are here already, you know, all the animals, the plants that are here already, that were here before us and are going to be here before, uh, right after, like even after we 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 go. And as Jaime says, also the the, the families that pioneered this area, you know, they, they have been here for over a century. So it has to be in honor of all of them. I do think at the same approach of listening to the potential of the place. You know, the, the place, all places have have a spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you listen carefully, you can you can hear what they want to be. And it's the same for the town of Weed. Um, the town of Weed has a ton of potential and probably the town of Wairica and the town of Mount Shasta. And, and if we listen carefully, they're going to tell us what is next. There is also a lot of change, a lot of new, a lot of newcomers like us are arriving. And all of us, the four of us are newcomers here. And there is going to be more. And we see that that even that process is accelerating. People are because disillusioned with living in cities and they, they want alternatives. And this is a very, very, very appealing alternative to be in nature in a pristine, gorgeous area where you're closer to the, the cycles of, um, of life. Uh, so we see that whatever happens here will have some effect in the town of Weed. Jaime is very involved also with what's going on in terms of local governance and so on in the town of Weed. So we are also hoping that, that that connection will continue. One of the things we will need to do here is explore and experiment on self-governance. What does that mean? Mm. It's not even, I don't even think the word democracy encapsulates it. Democracy is majority rule. It's, you know, in, in self-governance, in true self-governance, in a true local community, everybody's voice has to be heard. Everybody's voice, not only the majority. So it's really about building, building consensus, not with the, the lowest denominator, but the highest common denominator, you know, going for the highest common denominator where we all feel represented. So that, that's got to be part of this. And, it, and, it's, and it's driven from within, 
where each of us will feel what we want to like freely give and contribute to to this sense of being here together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, self govern and and hopefully also demonstrate to the children how that is done. You know how you can and even children uh, absolutely will need to have a voice in in what happens here as they come in to work with us or to uh, to experience this land. And yeah, and, and the vision is that if this experiment works and I think it's 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 already budding, we can this can be a seed that can be transplanted elsewhere. Because once once uh, we see that it works, it's inevitable that others will be inspired to come and take the little seed with them, like a little plant, and plant it somewhere else. So it keeps on on spreading elsewhere. And this is one version. You know, there are many different versions. And we, because we are from Colombia, our hope is to plant one similar or kind of a sister community somewhere in Colombia, where we see ourselves probably connecting back to our own family of origin, you know, or blood families. We're building a family here. We're creating a family here where uh, we come together because of our affinity, not necessarily because of our blood relation, but it's our affinity. Well, we also have our blood family, so we like to continue on spreading that somewhere else. So it's 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 in very early stages. However, is is taking. I think it's gaining momentum, and there is a strength, you know, a, a, a life-giving strength that is, it's building up and like popping through the soil in a way. I think that the gardening metaphors work very well here. And another aspect of this is going to explore technologies. Where Jaime is a mechanical mechanical engineer, he also likes to build so. Technologies for housing. He's going to be building tiny homes and maybe looking at what the what the what the house of the future looks like. You know, where we are really that that a house, um, yeah, housing that really supports health in all ways, energetically and you know emotionally. There's really supporting health, and. Um, we want to also move towards total self-sufficiency where we can create our own source of energy. And we're not really in, interested in investing in solar or even wind. We, there are new energies coming up that are worth investing. And maybe even waiting a little bit because they are going to, they are going to really um, incorporate um, Self-generation. None, none of the drawbacks of even renewable energy, that current renewable energy, none of those drawbacks and many more benefits. So we might be, we're definitely looking into, you know, magnetic energy production or, or who knows what, what else is happening. But that's, that's also part of the vision, total self-sufficiency, in a way like radical self-sufficiency where we rely on, on each other and we rely on the land and nothing is, is needed. Everything kind of generates itself within this land. I don't know if you guys, are you guys familiar with the, uh, um, the um, Mount Shasta National Forest Association on the backside of the mountain of Mount Shasta? It's very interesting what they have going on out there. Um, you know, they all have, it's, it's kind of what you said, what I can see maybe happening in this neighborhood if, if everybody kind of gets on board with the same vision where they have their own board. Um, so they vote about what's going on, how they're going to use the water resources, you know, what they're going to share, what's going to be allowed to come in, what's not going to be allowed to come in. And uh, they seem to work 
very um, sufficiently together, you know, in that manner. And they're all, everything up there is off the grid. So it's basically the governmental influence is, is very minimal, if at all. They're pretty much self-governed, you know, in that area. So I can see, I can see something like that happening, happening here. Possibly yeah, you guys. There are so many places we can learn from. We're, we're listening, as, as I mentioned before, we're listening. Just uh, There is no need to reinvent. There is, there is a lot going on. There are eco-villages that have been in place for a long time, and they've done fantastic things. Um, we need to create a solution that is very unique to the land. Each, each piece of land, each place is, is completely mm -hmm. unique. So that's, that needs to drive the... You know, any of our our work needs to be driven by what, what the uniqueness of the land. You were going to say something. Yeah, I want to add something. Ed. Um, you know, the idea of of the tiny homes, um, is really into what you can do when you reduce your footprint of living in a in a Mac mansion, and uh, <laughs> you move into a tiny home. You're just swapping area for the opportunity to be self-sufficient. If you build, if you buy, let's say one acre of land, and then you build, you live in a tiny home, then you have most of the land open for self-sufficiency to build your garden and everything. And I think that is um, the most important part of, of, of a tiny home. If people can mm -hmm. see the concept, um, we don't live in a tiny home, but, but in somehow, the land was big enough that the house is not really the most important setting um, is the land. Um, so that's, uh, that's, to me, that's the most important concept. But you have a piece of, a tiny piece of land. You can, you can become self-sufficient in that tiny piece of land. And that's what I think is the hope in, in the cities that are turning into, into that, that people, um, you know, can start, looking at it uh, from that perspective and and self-governance in in neighborhoods um, i don't see why not if like what diana said if you are generating your own energy right mm -hmm. the the only thing that you need uh the government is to keep the roads open for move you know to transport and um and but basically you get to that point into the into um the fact that the neighborhood can be your community and and be self-government and and be sovereign and uh, uh, achieve that um, here it can be done is being done obviously in rural settings is kind of easier um, mm -hmm. because you have less people um, per per area um, but I think that that can be done and uh, we hope that um, people turn into it. Um, pretty quick, pretty soon of what is this COVID thing is the other thing that has been kind of a blessing somehow. Um, the reflection of being um, corralled um, and being put in a in confinement um, is awakening at minds in a very, very interesting way. Um, you know, to the point in which, like Dan just said that, um, there is a point in which people are like, wait a minute, um, we need the community to come together. We need to communicate among ourselves. But that has come through this pressure that we have of being in confinement. 
Um, so that's very interesting. Everything that is happening is so interesting uh, at this very moment um, in a personal way and in community way. Just wanted to say that. I think we lost Terry, Ka, and Dan. <laughs> Hi, guys. Are you there? No? Let's wait to hear from them. So we had some technical difficulties, so we apologize for the end of the video, but we are so grateful. So grateful so to grateful Jaime and Diana, Diana for joining us today. And they've, they're obviously up to some amazing things, and we're so happy to be a part of it. Yeah. And this Earth Magic School, we feel, is it's kind of, I mean, Jaime alluded to it, that it's sort of Diana, that this is the thing to come, yeah. you know, and that people really want to get back and be in community again in a different way. And it doesn't have to be separate from towns and cities that right. are out there. You right. know? And one thing that he said to me that I hadn't realized at all, mm -hmm. I don't know if you had, just talking about if people can get a different mindset of if they have an acre of land, yeah, that maybe they can change the way they're living and put a tiny house on it and use that land to, you know, grow food and become sustainable. And I'm starting to that. see this vision in my mind of that happening, possibly happening in the city. So you yeah, can yeah. walk down a city block and see a tiny home, mm -hmm. another tiny home here and Communities growing their own food in yeah. the middle of San Francisco or, yeah. or LA, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. It'd be a yeah, beautiful it's just thing. such a beautiful vision and, and it's just an honor to be part of it. Mm -hmm. It really is. Well, so. it's an honor to be here with you yeah, again today. Here. And, same and um, you know, this was our, our first time having uh, having guests. So we did have a few technical issues. We hope that you're able to bear with us. <laughs> but We uh, thank you for listening. We do. We do. And uh, we'll see you again on True Seekers. And until then call to action to you to just maybe think about what you can do a little bit more sustainable in your life, whether it's just, you know, building a little rooftop garden. Or even get like one of those. The... Yeah. 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 That'd be a great idea. Yeah. Wow. Or use your microgreens. You know, and it's like what Diana was saying too. And I'll just end with this, that maybe if you just go out to your yard, to the trees, Listen yeah. to the stones. And yeah. if you don't have a yard, just walk outside and look up at the sky and message might come through on what yeah. the best thing to do is. I know that always helps me. Mm -hmm. So great to be with you today. Great to be with you. Great to be with you, my dear. Much love and blessings to everybody out there. Love.